Good afternoon, everybody. Oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm doing a podcast two days in a row. But, I'm getting so much feedback and so many, I don't know, just so much advice and feedback and it makes me feel so good to do them. Um, I feel the more I do them, the more I feel like I need them because it makes me feel good about myself too. And I can tell when I quit doing them for a couple days. But as y'all all know, um, I'm going through a, a time right now. But I'm actually doing a lot better than I thought. Tomorrow will be a year that my husband passed away in his car accident. But um, I'm actually, I have a few friends that has really been there for me the last couple of days, checking on me, talking to me. Um, it has really helped me, and expressing my feelings is helping me. And I'm not, I mean, yes, as, it, as time, I knew it was getting closer, but now, like it's tomorrow, I'm not, I mean, I'm still upset about it, but... Someone told me last night, very, very close sister to me, told me, you know, my husband before he died, he was wanting to, he got saved in church at the Pentecostals of Magnolia, and um, he was wanting to tell his story to let people know, because he was in his recovery when he past um and was doing awesome and he was wanting to tell his story and and like my sister said it might not be for him it might not have been meant for him to tell his story but for what happened to him I'm gonna share his story and my story and That makes me feel good within itself. That he's still in my presence even though he's not. But he's still here with me in spirit guiding me along this journey. Alright. Today, um, after I did the little podcast yesterday on replacing the lies. Um, I was reading some more and I usually just pick something out that jumps um jumps at me at the moment um this is how i do this i mean it's just like fly i'm like fly by the seat you know when i see it and feel like that's what i need to um talk about or reshare um that's how i do these shows and um Yesterday, after, like I said, I did that podcast, I read something called The Escape Plan. And um, it's create an escape plan for the times you want to drink or use. Hear me out. I know you're tired. 
I know you feel like giving up, but you're not going to know, going to. You know why? Because you're strong, and if you survived all the shit your addiction put you through, you could survive recovery. A recovery story. Today's challenge, escape plan. Create an escape plan for the times you want to drink or use. What happens when all your plans to avoid triggers fail and you find yourself about to drink or use? It's never too late to escape the situation. You need a last line of defense, your escape plan. Let's make one here. Okay. What, number one, what word can you say to yourself as a signal to get away fast? Um, example, make it meaningful so it helps to snap you out of your thinking, but make it simple enough to remember. And I'll tell you what I do and what I say and tell other people, you know, that talk with me and, you know, know me. My son and my grandson are the first things that pop in my head. And that is what, besides for me, that's what keeps me strong. <clears throat> Number two, what is the first thing you will do? Example. Put the glass, needle, pipe down, destroy it. Number three, what is the second thing you'll do? Example, leave the area. Vacate, call your sponsor, call sober companion, call, um, go, to, if, go to a meeting, go to NA literature, biblical literature, just do something positive in the negativity field, in that negative area, if you can't get away. What will you do if you don't have your own transportation? Like I said just a minute ago, if you can't get away, if you're stuck in that area, get in, call somebody, text somebody, um, Post your feelings in one of the recovery groups. Um, reach out. Call your sponsor. Read NA material. Just do something positive. Number five. What will you do if you are with someone else who is using or drinking that is relying on you for transportation? Uh... I really don't know how I would answer that because right now I don't have transportation, haven't had transportation in a while, but um, I have been around a certain person drinking and um, it don't bother me no more. I look at it like um, I'm glad I don't have to, I just, I no, I can't see, I just can't see me, I don't know. <laughs> Number six, where would you go for help? Number seven, 
How can you reward yourself for stopping a relapse? Talk about it. Share it. Call your sponsor. Share it in your recovery group. Uh, be loud. Be heard. Let people know. Because that is the greatest thing that you feel is when you stop that relapse. Knowing you are strong enough to say no and to walk away. Um, another great link to this article is Relapse Justification, a Normal Part of Change. I read over it a little bit, but that's something for y'all if y'all want to pick up and read. And once again, it's called Relapse Justification, a Normal Part of Change. And this is just a little exercise I thought was kind of cool and made me think and helpful. Um, and don't forget to look me up on Facebook, uh, Recovery Tools and Challenges. Um, thank you for the ones who share and um, let me know that something I say has helped them. And thank y'all for letting me share and y'all have a great evening. God bless. Hello, everyone. Today is Halloween, so happy Halloween. Um, I want to do something different tonight. Um, because these last few days, well, yesterday and a few days ahead of me, have been, you know... Struggling, not struggling, but a lot of memories. My husband died last year, um, October 30th, and they found him November 2nd, and then we buried him November 5th. So the next few days are kind of hard for me. Not as in just missing him more now than ever, but I'm holding out pretty well. I've been staying busy. I've been talking to... Uh, sister, and, um, well, both of my sisters, and, um, I've been keeping myself surrounded by positivity, and today, you know, I spent some time with my, um, boyfriend's oldest son and his wife and their baby, and she's expecting now, she's a month and a half deep, um, a month and a half along, and we went, they took me shopping, because, uh, everybody's been working here, trying to get the new place for his parents ready, and, um, gave me some, I went shopping at Walmart, and then just hung out, and Gave me some time to do some thinking. Even though I was with everybody. It's just, I guess, riding in the car, looking at the mountains and the, the, the beautiful scenery here just brings me at so much peace. And it's just amazing. And I've been reading into, in this book, Joyce Mayer, How to Succeed at Being Yourself. 
and I just posted it on Facebook, but I want to read it to y'all. Okay. This has been talking about standing up on the inside. It's on the chapter I am. And it's telling, um, it's just, it's very powerful. So I'm going to read, let's see. Okay, here's where I'm going to begin. And listen, and, you know, this is really my first time really ever being in the Bible, reading about the Bible, everything, and this made me stop and read it like three or four times, and for some reason I felt like I should have talked about it tonight on my podcast. From the pit to the place. And this, once again, is Joyce Mayer, How to Succeed at Being Yourself. And the name of this chapter is Standing Up on the Inside. From the pit to the palace. When Joseph had come to his brothers, they stripped him of his distinctive long garment which he was wearing. Then they took him and cast him into the well-like pit which was empty. There was no water in it. Genesis 37, verses 23 and 24. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, For as much as your God has shown you all this, there is nobody as intelligent and discreet and understanding and wise as you are. You shall have charge over my house, and all my people shall be governed according to your word, with reference, submission, and obedience. Only in matters of the throne will I be greater than you are. Genesis chapter 41 verses 39 and 40. A pit is a ditch, a trap, a snare. It refers to destruction. Satan always brings, always wants to bring us into the pit. We know that scripture that Joseph, we know from scripture that Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers who hated him. They actually threw him into a pit and intended to leave him there to die. But God had other plans. <coughs> Excuse me. They ended up selling him to slave traders, and he became the slave of a wealthy ruler in Egypt. Even though he was sold as a slave, he did not have a slave mentality. He believed he could do great things. Everywhere Joseph went, God gave him favor. He even found favor in prison where he spent many years for an offense he did not commit. Ultimately, he ended up in the palace, second in command to Pharaoh, the ruler over all of Egypt. How did Joseph get from the pit to the palace? I believe it was by remaining positive, refusing to be bitter, being confident, and trusting God. Even though it looked like he was defeated on many occasions, he kept standing up on the inside. Joseph had the right attitude. Without the right attitude, a person could start in the palace and end up in the pit, which actually happens to a lot of people. Some, it seems, have great opportunities given to them, and they do nothing with that opportunity or in their lives. While others who get a very bad start in life overcome all obstacles and succeed. 
Joseph was a dreamer. He made big plans. Genesis 37, chapter 37, verses 5 through 10. The devil does not want us to have dreams and visions of better things. He wants us to sit around and be do-nothings. Now, here, that was great, but this is what made me stop. I challenge you to make your mind up right now to do something great for God. No matter where you start it, you can have a great finish. If people have mistreated and abused you, do not waste your time trying to get revenge. Leave them in God's hands and trust Him to bring justice into your life. Know what you want out of life, what you want to do. Don't be vague. To be confident means to be bold, open, plain, and straightforward. That does not sound like a vague, sheepish, fearful individual who is uncertain about everything. Decide to leave your mark in this world. When you depart from this earth, people should have known, should know that you have been here. Um, that really stuck out to me because, like I said, this all related to my husband's death. And reading this, for some, I've been in this book for the last two days. And reading this today, because I, like I said, I was this and thinking when I was out and about today, and and the ones who know me and my husband know the kind of past we had, um, the um, the abuse I endured when I was younger. And, um, then the domestic violence, and then just, I thought for many years, I always felt sorry, poor pitiful me, look at me, um, just give up, and my husband was kind of like the same way, that before he died, he was a year clean, and he was also filled with the Holy Ghost. And it was his wish to go out and help people and teach, tell his story, how he's overcome what he's overcome. Because he's had he had a horrible childhood, just a lot of problems and in and out of jails institutions and so forth and for him to turn his life completely around he had been in jail numerous times but this last go around did it like I said my husband was a year clean when he died off of heroin uh, meth all of it marijuana, everything, and he did it all. Um, I look at that. 
and look at when he lied, people didn't know him. I mean, they knew him, but they also know he was clean, that he, he was... He was Robbie, and, but Robbie got it together, and <clears throat> since he's not here to tell his story, and it's not my place to tell his story, but I can give you bits and pieces, because I feel like when he passed, and it's taken a year for me. I've, I've been clean for a while, but it's taken me a year, almost a year, to start these podcasts, to do the Facebook group, to be heard, to have people listening to me. I never in a million years thought I would be straight, sitting behind a phone, doing my podcast to help and reach other people to let them know there is hope. There is strength. Because I never thought I'm 40 now, today. And I never in a million years thought I would change. That I was never going to be nothing. That I wasn't going to do nothing with my life. That my biological sister... She become the teacher. She become the counselor of her school and stuff. And I wanted to do something. But it had to take me heartache, pain, drugs, alcohol, sex, rock and roll, everything to be where I'm at today. To learn the things I've done today, did back in the day, so I could tell today. To all the young people out there, young families starting off with kids, and don't give up. There is love and support. So, everybody, take a stand on the inside and do what it's meant. Let's get up, let's help each other, let's support each other. And be with each other on this journey. God bless. It's getting chaotic. Dogs barking. People talking. God bless. And thank you. Remember to listen to me on Recovery Tools and Challenges podcast. And also my Facebook group, Recovery Tools and Challenges. Everyone have a happy Halloween and a good and safe night.